0: This is Money Made Simple, the financial podcast that keeps it simple and gets to the point. Kia ora everyone. Hi Liv.
1: Hello Jenny and hello to our listeners. This is episode number 15 and our second episode of 2024. Woohoo! We hope you're all settling back into life after the summer break. I am struggling a little bit to be fair. It's hard when the weather is still so good outside.
0: Yeah, we're definitely getting back into the routine. My kids will be heading back to school soon. We've had to buy a new uniform for one, new school shoes and a bag for the other. Ugh, all the things. Yeah, it can be a really expensive time of year and that's where most of us are still recovering from the cost of Christmas. Yes, but as we said in the last
1: episode, it's also a really good time of year to maybe set some new financial intentions or goals, maybe rethink some habits and create some new routines that just set you up for your better future. That's
0: absolutely where I'm at, wanting to make some more thoughtful long-term decisions around money this year. So I'm with all of you, learning as we go, maybe picking up some wisdom from my more financially savvy colleague, Liv.
1: (laughs) Ah, shucks. Well, I can't actually claim to be an expert, but I can kick us off on today's topic, which is KiwiSaver fund types. So you might hear this quite often, but it's super important to be in the right fund, particularly when it comes to KiwiSaver. But... You might be wondering what the heck this actually means. Well, today we're going to cover the main KiwiSaver fund types, what makes them different from each other, and why it's important to understand your appetite for risk versus reward. And then we'll round it out with a quick checklist around things to think about in order to make sure that you're in the right fund for you specifically.
0: Okay, well that sounds like a good plan. So why don't we start right at the beginning. What exactly is an investment fund?
1: So an investment fund, which includes KiwiSaver funds, is basically a pool of money from a number of individuals that a fund manager invests in assets like shares, bonds, property, stuff like that.
0: So basically you put your money in with other investors and then you're investing together. Yes, but
1: you're not actually directly doing the investing. So there'll be a fund manager like us at Simplicity that manages the investments of the fund and decides which investments it should make. So what assets, like we talked about, shares, bonds, property kind of thing, to buy and sell, when and how much to sell or buy. So as an individual investor, you just choose the fund and the investment decisions within that fund are made for you. It's important to note that you don't have direct ownership of the underlying assets, so those shares, for example. You invest through buying units, in inverted commas, that represent a small slice of the fund's assets. When you decide to withdraw your money, you sell those units back to the fund.
0: All right. So the main decision I need to make as an investor is which fund I want to invest in. And that would be based on stuff like the fund's overall goals, risk level, fees and any other factors, Mm -hmm. which we'll talk about a bit more in a minute. But in terms of the everyday decision making, that's made by the fund manager who manages the fund assets on behalf of all investors in the fund.
1: Yeah. And there's a big range of funds to choose from. So an investment fund can be broad-based, such as an index fund that tracks a share market like the NZX50 or the US S&P 500, or it could be tightly focused, such as a managed fund that invests only in small technology stocks. Then funds can be passively or actively managed, which we will definitely talk more about in the next episode. And importantly, they can have a range of different risk profiles. But before we go into detail around the type of funds available, Jenny, what's the advantage of, say, investing in a fund rather than buying shares in particular companies directly?
0: Well, investing can be pretty complicated and quite overwhelming, especially if you're new to investing or not particularly interested in the process, like me, just Mm. the outcome. There are so many different investment options. If you invest on your own, it's up to you to research and pick your investments, monitor their performance, and then modify your investment strategy over time. So managing your own investments is time-consuming. It Mm. can cost you a lot in fees and brokerage because you're constantly buying and selling assets. And that's not everyone's idea of fun, right? definitely not my idea of fun mm-hmm. and the fund manager brings professional management expertise to the process and because they're doing things at scale they can generally keep fees and costs lower than an investor might be charged when buying a range of individual investments yeah so basically funds make investing simple because beyond making sure you're in the right fund you don't need to do any of the grunt work yourself and you're likely to have your money spread across a much wider range of investments so you're making the most of the benefits of diversification and not
1: having all your eggs in the same basket like we talked about last time. yes. So there are lots of different types of funds, but for today's episode we're going to focus on the main KiwiSaver fund types. And according to Sorted.org, there are five types of KiwiSaver funds. Sorted have identified these five groups based on what proportion of the more risky growth investments they hold. The five groups are defensive, conservative, balanced, growth – And aggressive, which is also sometimes called high growth, like here at Simplicity. And Simplicity actually has exactly these five KiwiSaver funds. Mm.
0: Yeah. So in terms of risk, at one end of the scale, you start with defensive funds, which have less than 10% in growth assets. And you work through to high growth or aggressive funds that have between 90 and 100% invested in growth assets.
1: And when we say growth assets, we mean? Yeah.
0: Uh, Growth assets are things like shares and property As the name suggests, growth assets have the potential to grow in value more than income assets. Like
1: cash and bonds, right?
0: Over the medium to long term. But growth assets also involve more risk and will have greater ups and downs in value than income assets, which often have a set return. And there's a trade-off being made here called the risk return trade-off, which states that the potential return rises with an increase in risk. So using this principle, investors can associate low levels of uncertainty or risk with lower potential returns and high levels of uncertainty or risk with higher potential returns. And understanding your desire for returns versus your ability to deal with uncertainty or risk is a key part of choosing the right fund for you. Yeah, And Sorted Smart Investor Tool provides
1: an annual average return over five years for each of the five KiwiSaver Fund types. So the average return for defensive funds is 0.82% over the five years. For a balanced fund, it's 2.9%. And for high growth or aggressive funds, the average five-year return is 4.68%.
0: And one important thing to note is that past performance is not a predictor of future performance. So all of those average returns are based on the previous five years, right? Mm. Mm. So that means that while the average five-year returns provided by Sorted can help you understand the risk-reward trade-off, You shouldn't choose a fund based solely on how it's performed in the past.
1: And it's why you'll see that disclaimer for all the KiwiSaver and investment fund providers saying past performance does not predict future performance.
0: Yeah. Okay. So let's have a quick run through each of the five main KiwiSaver fund types. Jenny? Okay. Let's start with defensive. Defensive KiwiSaver funds hold less than 10% in growth assets. So the majority is invested in fixed income, things like cash, bank deposits and government bonds, basically.
1: And defensive funds are going to be most suitable for investors who have a low appetite for risk. So if you think it would stress you out significantly to see your KiwiSaver balance get hit by share market slumps, this could be the type of fund for you. The trade-off for taking on less risk is that your potential returns are likely to be lower than a more aggressive fund type.
0: And the general guidelines are that defensive fund types are more suitable if you expect to use the funds within one to three years, right? So you probably wouldn't want to invest in a defensive fund over the long term, like for all the years up to your your retirement. But say you've already reached that savings goal
1: or you're looking to make a withdrawal in the short term, maybe to purchase a house, say within the next year, then a defensive fund could be an appropriate way to mitigate the risk.
0: Absolutely. So defensive funds, great for the shorter term. Mm -hmm. Then we step up the risk a little? Only a little. To, just a little to conservative funds. Yep.
1: So conservative funds can hold between 10 and 34.9% in growth assets. So you'd expect a little bit more movement in this fund, like some ups and downs.
0: Yeah, so this might be suitable for investors who are comfortable with a little more risk, but still pretty low volatility.
1: Yeah, there might be a small amount of ups and downs, and long-term growth should be higher than your defensive fund, although still conservative, as the name suggests. So general guidance is that conservative funds tend to suit those who plan to withdraw their funds within the next two to six years.
0: And this brings us to the balanced KiwiSaver funds. So balanced, that sounds pretty good, doesn't it?
1: Mm. Who are they suitable for, Jenny?
0: Well, a balanced fund have somewhere between 35% and 62.9% in growth assets, and the rest are going to be more defensive assets. So they are exactly as they sound, meaning they're a fund which has a balance between more volatile growth assets and more stable fixed income assets. Mm. And a balanced fund would typically suit an investor seeking mid-range Long-term
1: returns and they're comfortable seeing a reasonable amount of movement in their balance in the shorter term. Time-frame-wise, it's suited to people looking to have their KiwiSaver invested for at least five years and maybe up to 12 years, but not too much longer than that, right?
0: Yeah. And just a little side note, if you're in a KiwiSaver default fund with one of the six government-appointed providers, including Simplicity, then your fund type is balanced. So in late 2021, when the uh, government reviewed default arrangements, they changed the default fund type from conservative to balanced, as they saw that some investors were remaining in default funds much longer Mm. than they'd expected. Imagine if you're
1: 20 and you get put into a default fund. And you
0: don't pay any attention for for another 20 years. So Mm. they felt that a balanced fund would likely offer default members higher investment returns in the long run.
1: I reckon that they should be put into growth funds, but hey, that is a total biased opinion. And balance is a step up. Yeah, exactly. And the final two funds are growth and high growth or aggressive. So growth KiwiSaver funds hold a significantly larger proportion of growth assets than what we've covered so far, so between 63 and 89.9%, while for aggressive or high growth, it's 90% growth assets or more.
0: In some cases, even 100%.
1: Yeah, so these funds have the potential for higher returns than the options with those lower proportions of growth assets. But the downside is that they're riskier and are more prone to frequent and bigger swings in value as investments kind of move up and down with the market.
0: It's important if you do choose a growth or high growth slash aggressive fund that you can genuinely handle the ups and downs. It can be much easier in theory than in reality to see your balance tank sometimes. These funds are really for those who won't be tempted to switch to a lower risk fund if they see their balance drop significantly. This
1: is sometimes called loss aversion. I think we've discussed this in a previous episode where people can't tolerate seeing their balance go down even if they know they've invested for the long term and can't or don't need to withdraw their money, right?
0: Yeah. And switching funds to a lower risk fund in the downturns actually means you lock in your losses because you won't be there to benefit from the upswing when the market's recover as they inevitably do.
1: Sometimes very rapidly. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So our colleague Ian always says you should apply the sleep test. So if investing in a growth fund or a high growth fund keeps you up at night when the markets are down. So your balance has lost money. Yes, then, yeah. then you might be in the wrong fund. Mm. So growth funds and high growth funds are generally
1: suitable for those who are looking for higher growth over the long term, as in like 10 years or more. And as we talked about, are comfortable with big ups and also comfortable with the big downs along the way.
0: Actually, can you just explain about the timeframes for each of these funds, Mm. why that's important?
1: Sure. So this is called an investment horizon or time horizon, and it's basically a way to assess your risk tolerance as an investor. So it provides the answer to the question, when do you need this money? For example, if you know that you need to withdraw your money next year, you don't have a lot of time to grow that money, and you may not have a lot of room to risk losing some or all of
0: it. And if the markets are down when you need to get your money, you you don't have any time to wait for them to recover. Yes,
1: but if, on the other hand, you have a long time horizon, you can take on more risk and chase higher growth as the market has many years to recover in the event of a slump or crash, which we've seen happen recently.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so we've looked at the different KiwiSaver funds and we've talked about understanding your appetite for risk versus reward or returns and also your investment time frame so we're always encouraging people to consider fees as well uh, particularly as they apply to different providers but can fees differ across fund types too?
1: Yeah good point as we know fees can differ widely across KiwiSaver providers you know we like to talk about those differences Um, and they can also differ across funds so, for example, according to our trustee sorted, the average conservative fund fees are about 0.9% per annum, while the average growth fund charges just over 1.2% per annum. So it generally costs less to invest in a lower-risk fund than a higher-risk fund. Although, here at Simplicity, all of our KiwiSaver funds have the same fee of 0.25% per annum. And that's obviously much lower than the averages. Yeah, both right? of
0: those averages. Yep. Okay, so it's definitely worth checking out. And if you're using Sorted, they have a fund finder or a tool called Smart Investor. Once you've selected a fund type, so say you want to look at balanced funds, then you can compare the fees for all the balanced funds across various providers.
1: Cool. So absolutely worth spending some more time working out what's right for you. Can you live with some volatility for greater growth long term? Or do you prefer having peace of mind in the slow and steady approach? Or do you have not much time where you want to get it out?
0: Yeah. I think it's important to acknowledge that all investing requires a certain amount of risk. It's never 100% a sure thing that everything will work out as planned. Mm. But the higher returns you chase, the more risk you have to be prepared to accept.
1: And there's lots of tools online that can help you work out the right fund type for you. Like we have a tool on our own website – Obviously, we've mentioned the fund finders on sorted.org.
0: Yeah, and both of these tools are basically going to ask you the same three questions. Ooh, let me,
1: I know the, que- I know the uh, question. So, number one.
0: <laughs> Jump in there, Liv.
1: Go yeah, for it. Always the goody, goody <laughs> at skill. So, how long are you investing for? Number one. In a given year, what level of possible gain or loss, like which is basically called volatility, are you prepared to accept and actually accept it? And number three, how much risk are you willing to take to generate returns over the long term?
0: Three gold stars. And and once you've answered those questions and you know what type of fund best suits you, so it's going to spit out whether you should be looking at conservative funds or high growth funds, you or need whatever. to look at the yep. funds available in that category Then you can compare fees, long-term performance history and there may be other factors that you want to consider as well such as what the fund actually invests in or you might want to look at the values or ethics of the provider um, as well as other services that they offer.
1: For example, do they offer first-home loans?
0: Yes, or do they have an awesome podcast?
1: (laughs) (laughs) But you should be able to find the right fund for you. Yeah, absolutely. It's probably us. (laughs) (laughs) So just as a side note, I was reading, as I do, the FMA 2023 KiwiSaver report. Of course you were. Yeah. And I found out that the majority of Kiwis are in growth funds, almost 1.5 hmm. million people. That's pretty cool, right? Yeah. There are also over 1.1 million people in a balanced fund if you include the 324,000 default members.
0: Yeah. So that's way over half of KiwiSaver members in either a balanced or a growth and, and and more in the growth which is great. Yeah. And that probably reflects the fact that KiwiSaver is primarily a retirement savings vehicle, right? So people are willing to take on some risk for higher potential returns over the long term. Yeah. Aggressive and high growth for the win. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a bus. Anyway,
1: so that's KiwiSaver fund types. I hope you have a better understanding about the differences between these fund types and you've either determined that you're already in the right fund for you or that maybe you need to do some more thinking and research around it. And just a reminder, as we said, there are tools online and we've got all the links in the show notes, of course, that can help you make this decision. So what's coming out next time?
0: Well, if you remember in the previous episode, we looked at the benefits of diversification and we talked about this in relation to the two main investment approaches, active and passive investing. And we thought that Mm -hmm. it might be worth going into this in a bit more detail, right? We sure did.
1: So in the next episode, we're going to discuss the passive versus active investing approaches and, of course, our personal opinions on that debate.
0: (laughs) Yes. Uh, Who can guess our approach already, having listened in for the last few months? Anyway, we hope you can join us. See you next time. Bye. Bye.
1: This podcast contains personal opinions and is intended to provide educational information only. It doesn't relate to your particular financial situation or goals and is not financial advice or recommendations. Simplicity New Zealand Limited is the issuer of the Simplicity KiwiSaver Scheme and investment funds. For product disclosure statements, please visit Simplicity's website, simplicity.kiwi.